to the Easy Peasy Podcast, where we discuss living better through permaculture, mindfulness, decentralization, freedom, flow, agorism, anarchy, and more. We'll discuss how to solve life's complex problems with simple solutions. This is Mike the Polymath coming from the Easy Peasy Workshop in Indianapolis, Indiana, the crossroads of America. Thanks for joining. You sound all right. It could be better. We are officially live, FYI. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I better put my clothes on. <laughs> I ain't got no videos, so I'm not worried about it. Oh, darn it. Hold on. Let me fix that. <laughs> oh. Well, we got we got Ando, and we've got Mike the Polymath, Easy Peasy Podcast, and uh, Burn Babylon Burn slash the Doom Kitchen. I think we'll have a couple more folks rolling in here, but we're uh, we're officially live. So there's our there's our open. OG Dad Bod, I should send you a link, man. We could use some more some more folks tonight. Once again, um, hang on a minute. If you're willing, you know, no, no, no pressure, uh, but I'll send you a link right now. It seems like Ando is getting settled. He's at a hotel. There he is. What's happening, brother? What's up, man? Hey, can you hear me? Okay, do I sound good? Yep, I can. I can hear you. Oh, good, good. All right. So, so what do you have for this forum? Well, I've got, I've got some links. Um, you know, man, I, I, I just keep hearing this, this common uh, thread, right, in all the podcasts I've been listening to. Have you heard the term anarcho tyranny? lately oh a lot yeah a lot uh and and you get to see it It, so the term was coined by uh sam francis he was a he was a mises guy Mm. um but you're seeing it play out a lot with these uh soros da's um at, at this point this is this is something that's that's on the the broad agenda it's you know it it's a problem for uh for regular people Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I had never heard the term, but I've in the last week I've heard like three or four different podcasters talking about it. And the idea, if I have it correctly, the idea being um, we have tyranny, like the government 
is tyrannical. Um, the whole thing about like, if anybody, well, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. Right. And, uh, and we're, we're at this point where it's like, there's tyranny from above and anarchy below, but it's not like the good kind of anarchy that you and I like ascribe to. It's the, it's, it's the rampant homelessness. It's the, the, the crime, you know, fill in the blank. And, um, I, I think this term kind of, kind of does a good job of summing up what we're, what we're looking at right now. Uh, we've officially got OG dad bod in the house. Uh, can you hear us? Yeah, I can. I uh, hope I'm coming through this time. Yeah. You're coming through loud and clear. Are you on the road? Uh, yeah, I'm pounding some pavement. Just killing some time. Cool, man. Well, glad you could be here once again. Um, you know, I, do you mind if I use your first name, man? Yeah, it's fine. All right. I'm on enough watch list. Garrett. Garrett. Yeah. That's what the G stands for, but what's the O stand for? What's the O? Oh, it's, it's actually a, a Snapchat name I had back in college. Uh, I had a ton of people on it, and I uh, I just thought it was funny that I would, you know, carry that moniker over to other social medias. So that's just kind of what I go by. So was that was that when the dad bot first came into fashion? Uh, no, well, I don't know if it's ever come into fashion, but uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> what do you I mean? It's never gone out. <laughs> never, well, never went out. Yeah. 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 No, I just uh, I I thought it was amusing, so that's kind of what I try to go by. Funny. No, you know, when I was in college, man, that was like it was kind of a thing. I don't know if it was a joke or if it was for real, but like girls would talk about like how they were into dad bods, you know, a little bit of a beer belly, you know, like, hey, whatever works. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever had any of that kind of luck. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe I'm just in the wrong place. Yeah, yeah. It's lies. I'm single. Yeah, 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 pretty much bullshit. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, well, cool. I'm glad. I'm glad I've got the the two of you. I think we'll have one or two more probably pop in here. But um, I suppose maybe unless unless either of you have a topic at the front of mind, I I'll bring up a a link here. Well, um, I think we still need to continue on to anarcho tyranny. Okay, um, tell me tell me your thoughts then. Yeah, have, have you seen recent examples of it? Well, that's that's kind of what I got lined up here, man. Um, you know, basically, if I can front load, uh, I'll say what 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 it seems to me is that we're living in a time where um, the most punitive and silly offenses could be prosecuted, while serious crimes go unchecked, and. Um, you know, I think this this pattern of social decay is like very apparent, and a lot of major cities, especially in blue states, are completely falling apart. So, like, that's sort of what I wanted to explore tonight. Perfect. Yeah. So, have you? Go ahead. Have you? Heard the tale of uh, this this guy who was uh, he was mentally retarded and uh, and he was a black guy, so they only gave him a couple of months in uh, in New York for uh, raping a child. Wow, 
Yeah, yeah, because because he's black and retarded that, you know, he got let off easy. I think a lot of people are getting let off easy. Now, it's we should we should qualify by saying um you know, I'm not I'm not all about incarceration. I'm not all about policing, but we do need to like restrain violent offenders in my opinion and especially right. people that victimize children that i mean right. i think that's something that that uh even the uh the light on crime people can agree on is that that anybody that victimizes a child is somebody that needs to go into the wood chipper mm-hmm. yeah i you know you got something for us og well, I was going to say, I figured you were going to talk about uh, the uh, good liberal shitholes of New York City, uh, Seattle, Portland, Los Angeles, you know, all those uh, all those hellscapes uh, that are, uh, I'm assuming, uh, just, you know, <laughs> being run by uh, Soros-backed DAs, you know, they just let anybody go, they can rape and kill and, and you know, do everything. I mean, God forbid you put a meme on online yeah yeah so we we should talk about i forget the guy's name but uh you just brought it up somebody was just um what whoops i accidentally removed og dad bod there um somebody was somebody was prosecuted for for sharing memes yeah do you know the name and uh pull up uh uh Dabo 77, D-A-B-O-O-7-7. He has a he has a channel there, and uh, he did a really concise story on uh, on that. Uh, I don't think that's it. D-A-B-O. This Dabo. Dabo is his name, but D-A-B-0077. There you go. Oh, there's an this H. Dabo 7. We have a yeah. serious situation oh. here in America. Is it this first video right here or look for the story about uh, for a meme is in the title. It would be very recent, like maybe about three or four days ago. Um, jailed for a meme. Hmm. Scroll down. This is the cat in 2016 that uh, shared the meme about uh, text your vote, right? Or was yeah. that the vote on yeah. the, the day after? Yeah, no, he and he was making a play on apparently um like he was not the first person to tweet something about like text your vote, like you don't have to stand in line, but he he kind of blew up and it was it was satirical. It was supposed to be like if you're if you're if you're stupid enough to think that you can text your vote, um you don't deserve to vote. That's what I, that is exactly what I said on my show when I was talking about this. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not seeing it here. Uh, and um, man, I have the file. I wish, I wish I could do it with a cell phone. Um, because I, I pilfered it for the, uh, for the usage in, uh, in my show just the other day. What was um, the guy's, what was the guy's name? Do you know? I, I don't remember it off the top of my head. I, it, it may have been some, uh, something like moody or something like that. Hmm. Let's see if I can find it. Arrested for me. There you go. 
Now, Mike, you did say something I wanted to uh, hit on. Uh, you said if somebody is stupid enough to believe that, that uh, they did, shouldn't deserve to vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess if they're stupid enough to think that voting actually makes a difference, I mean, hey, you might as well just let them go, go about yeah. their business. Yeah, true, true. I guess I'd be curious to hear Ando's uh whether or not you agree or not, you know, I, it sounds to me from listening to your show and stuff that you're, you're very like politically plugged in. Right. And, but like, do you actually, yeah. do you actually think that there might ever be a case to vote or no? Uh, yeah. In uh, in localized things. Um, I, I listen to uh Pete Quinones all the time. So pretty much what he says, I, I either, agree with it immediately or eventually. So um, he, uh, he always says that, you know, you want to get involved in, in your local stuff. You want to get involved in your local school board. You want to get involved in your local sheriff. Anything other than that is controlled and, uh, and useless. Uh, controlling, uh, deciding who you're... Sorry. You found ahead. it. No. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. The sheriff... Uh, is a very important entity in your area, especially whenever you've got all these unconstitutional gun grabs going on, things like the pistol brace, et cetera. If the sheriff say that the, the ATF can't do a raid on somebody in the area, usually that sticks. Uh, and we're getting to a point where we might not even have that protection at some point. So we, we all do need to be vigilant. As far as who the president is, that's just you know the ringleader of the clown show. And, uh, yeah. and so, I mean, it, it, even if, even if we get RFK, which, uh, I'm really stoked that he's running now, uh, or Afro man or yay. Uh, if we get somebody great like that, um, it's going to be business as usual. If, uh, if Biden kicks it tomorrow and I I'm expecting that to happen pretty soon, actually, I, I, I think that that's, I have a gut feeling. But if he does, nothing's going to change. It's going to be the same people that are running him, running the things afterwards. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to find this this shit about the guy that was uh, arrested for memes. I saw this, but I don't know his name. And I, you know, it's it's a real motherfucker to try to search for shit these days. Nothing, nothing comes up easily. You have to really know what you're looking for. You know, I think all the search results are being censored. Look up the title. Crazy Trump supporter found guilty for posting uh, 2016 anti-Hillary meme faces 10 years in prison. That's, yeah. that's the title of the Dabu thing there. He's right. a solid... You're right. You got to be okay. Guilty verdict for pro Trump troll who tried to trick voters. Here it is. Um, Okay. Yeah. Who tried to trick voters out of casting Hillary Clinton ballots in 2016. There's no video here, but it says a Brooklyn jury on Friday convicted pro Trump troll Douglas Mackey. That's our guy. Let's see here. Douglas. Did I say Moody? I was pretty close. You're pretty close.
Douglas Mackey arrested for memes. Okay, hang on a second here. Yeah. Uh, Do I still have there, this uh, this this page up? Let's yeah, you move got to one subject. Can, okay. you hear, can you hear it? Yeah, hear him. Yep. All right, here we go. Where I think we might disagree. I, I we were messaging back and forth about this one earlier in the week, and it is the arrested for a meme situation. Uh, Ricky Vaughn is his fake name. Douglas Mackey is his real name. And for those of you who may not be familiar with the story, I covered it earlier in the week, but even my wife doesn't have time to follow all of my content. Douglas Mackey, uh, 38-year-old Trump supporter, back in 2016, was making memes. Now, I happen to think the term meme is being abused in this context where there's a difference between memes and uh, deliberate misrepresentation. Memes typically... Have a, have a have a punchline, which is more than just deceiving, but we'll get there. So Douglas Mackey, back in 2016, leading up to the election, uh, was messaging with a group of friends and talking about how they're going to make a bunch of memes to try to effectively joke about, joke about when the election date is and means of, 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 of uh, voting. Now, it was uh, based on the, the indictment, the internal discussions among friends where they were deliberately trying to mislead people to vote by text or on social media. Um, and so they went out on a campaign with a series of memes saying, stay at home, vote from home, something along those lines, you know, like, or vote by text, text the. You know. All right. Fuck this dude, because first of all, this is like a 15 minute video. And also clearly this guy is like coming at it from a certain angle. So I found. Well, he's a, a lawyer one and okay. he, he usually has understanding on things. This is uh, Viva Fry and, and Barnes. Uh, Robert Barnes, I believe, is his first name. Okay, should, uh, I, should I let it go yeah, then? Yeah, let it go. Maybe not all 15 minutes. All Definitely right. not all 15 minutes. Let, let's get the, uh, the basis the meme is, of it. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, is at the bottom of the image, it has small print, which was a disclaimer, not, you know, not available in Puerto Rico, Guam, wherever, paid for by the Hillary Clinton... Uh, 2016 campaign with the what I think is the official H logo. Now, Robert, I know your concerns, but exp express your concerns in the abstract without this particular meme about where the uh, is it the DOJ or where, where the where the prosecution is going with this type of criminalizing of speech. So there's three issues with this uh, indictment that I see. The first is selective prosecution. So as one of our local subscribers noted. There were people whose tweets are still up, unlike these tweets, where Democrats were advising Republicans of the wrong Trump supporters of the wrong date. And they were more effective, frankly. They were more liked, more retweeted, more shared uh, and appeared to be more legitimate because it was a person in a Trump hat looking like they're at a Trump campaign headquarters uh, saying this event. That person hasn't been prosecuted at all. None of the people involved with it have been prosecuted at all. And so you have very selective prosecution, and the First Amendment does prohibit uh, selective prosecution. That's problem number one. Problem number two is venue. As will not be a shock at all, this prosecution comes out of New York, this time just the Eastern District right across the river. Uh, and basically, and it, even though none of the defendants, and not the main defendant currently, they list other co-conspirators that haven't indicted, None of them reside in the Eastern District of New York. None of them did this within the Eastern District of New York. The only tangential connection is that a few people who live in the Eastern District of New York texted responses to it. 
And on that basis, they're bringing an indictment. This is an abuse of the internal protocols and procedures for venue. Venue is supposed to be prosecuted where the defendant is or where the defendant transacted the activity. Uh, it's a constitutional abuse of venue because venue is supposed to be done in the jurisdiction in which you reside primarily. That's its uh, principal objective or where the crime took place. Uh, because under this definition, anybody could prosecute anybody as long as there's any tire connection whatsoever to that jurisdiction. And I don't know if Democrats have woken up to this because someday there may be a Republican with an IQ over 50. Okay, well, so I think he's hitting on what I'm what I'm referring to, right, with this anarcho yep. Um Anybody can be prosecuted of anything. Right. Yeah, and it doesn't go both ways. So there, there is a protected class um, where you you get to see Antifa do all their riots and uh, and burn down cities, and then they have the uh, uh, who was it? They called it the Reichstag part, uh, but it was uh, January sixth, of course. Uh, these guys, these guys are still in prison. Just because Chansley got out doesn't mean the rest of them got out of prison. Uh, Y'all. Right. Pay attention. There's still, you know, there's still people there that are locked up unfairly. Um, but yeah, Antifa can burn down a city and have, you know, throwing firebombs at cops for for days like they're doing in Atlanta. I think that's still going on. Oh yeah, um, they're yeah, fully occupying that um, the cop city like forest, whatever that is. Uh, you know that that whole thing. It's kind of like they want to appeal to the anarchists. Um, I don't quite know how I feel about it because of the way it's gone down. It seems like they've been less than less than peaceful. Um, they're or, they're not anarchists like us or yeah. Any they're not even close. You know, I, I right. don't even call them anarchists. I mean, they're they they say that they're bottom left, but they're top left. Yeah. Yeah. You got something, OG? I hear your truck. Uh, well, I was going to say, um, you know, the uh, I mean, it shouldn't surprise any of us. I mean, look at, you know, uh, what was going on uh, with, with the stuff with COVID about, you know, misinformation and, you know, all the all the labels they slapped on anything. I mean, it, you know, we're, we're to the point, uh, you know, we're pretty much a banana republic. I mean, I don't really think there's much coming back. Uh, from, yeah, from stuff like this. I mean, you got, yeah, I mean, then you got, you know, the, the prosecution of uh, Orange Orange Man. Um, you know, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, we we had a precedent where you don't go after former presidents. I mean, uh, right or wrong. Especially, uh, especially over I mean, like minor shit, right? If you're going to yeah, do well, it, go after him. Really yeah, go after him for the yeah, big I mean, stuff. None of it's not, a big deal. Right. Right. What's up, Dennis? How you doing, brother? Oh, not much. How's it going? Good, man. Glad you can make it. Yeah, just got done eating dinner. Sweet. So I get, yeah, I call it a chocolate chip ice cream republic because that's that's Biden's favorite. Yeah, yeah. And isn't the brand of ice cream that he eats like twenty five dollars a pint? Uh, it was twenty back whenever I used to see it at the the grocery store that I went to. So possibly twenty five with inflation at this point. So we're kind of hopping around at this point. But that that whole thing where he was talking about the chocolate chip chocolate chip ice cream, like right after the Nashville shooting, do you think he was just like misinformed, uninformed? 
Or was I don't that... think he was properly briefed. Yeah, yeah. It, it also could have been a new snafu because they were they were going, oh, we're going live to to Biden, who's going to talk about this, and then he's like, hey, I'm Joe Biden, I'm I'm Jill Biden's husband, and I eat chocolate chip ice cream, and kids smell good. <laughs> yeah. They might not have had time to swap the uh, the body double in either. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, maybe the one was getting briefed while the other one was standing in front of the camera. <laughs> Somebody fucked up. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it made for good media, though. You know, I'll be curious. I have not watched this, but I'll be curious to hear. I think this is Tucker Carlson talking about this uh, Douglas Mackey guy. Um I don't know. Let's see what he has to say. I think this will lead well into another subject because, you know, this is clearly an attack on the First Amendment. And the next clip I've got is sort of an attack on the second. Um, Similarly stupid as far as who's getting prosecuted. But I'm just curious to hear what Tucker says here. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. The defining principle of the American legal system, really of American life, the principle that has kept us free, is equal justice. And the principle is fairly simple. No matter what you look like or who your parents were or what your politics might be, the law treats you exactly the same way as it would any other American. In this country, justice is blind. Now, that's a lofty standard, but because Americans have long believed in fairness and because most of the people in charge of administering that system have behaved in good faith, this country has, for the most part, lived up to its core ideal for 250 years, making it the greatest country in the world. But the populist surge of 2016 changed everything. Permanent Washington suddenly felt more threatened by its own voters, by American voters, than by any foreign adversary. Donald Trump, to them, seemed more dangerous than ISIS. Mm. They panicked. And in their panic, our leaders decided to turn the American legal system, as well as the American intel agencies, and if necessary, the U.S. Army, against their political opponents. They felt they had no choice. In doing this, they abandoned the ancient principle of equality under the law, and they replaced it with what is effectively a loyalty oath. Opponents of the regime became enemies of the state. That's a huge change, and you're seeing the results of that change tonight. Just 24 hours after a Manhattan grand jury indicted Joe Biden's rival in the next presidential race, another jury, also in New York, convicted a Republican social media influencer called Douglas Mackey. What did Mackey do wrong? Well, Douglas Mackey's crime was mocking Hillary Clinton voters online. You're seeing on your screen the meme that Mackey posted on Twitter during the 2016 election. In that meme, Mackey suggests it's possible to vote for president by text message because only Hillary voters could be stupid enough to believe something so absurd. But of course, in real life, no one did believe that. Mackey's insult did not alter a single vote in the election, and no one has proved otherwise. The government brought forth not a single victim of this crime. It couldn't. Douglas Mackey was joking. Nobody believed he was a federal election official. And in fact, his social media profile pictured a Donald Trump hat. It was unmistakable. This was mockery. But in the wake of the 2016 election and the rising hysteria about Donald Trump, mocking the Democratic Party became a crime. So as a result, tonight, Douglas Mackey faces 10 years in prison. The case against Doug Mackey is the...
So, okay, I'll, I'll pause it there. Um, this feels similar to what they're going after Trump for, right? Because they're not claiming that what he did was necessarily illegal, except in terms of election uh, campaign finance stuff, right? Do I have that correct? Like they're they're it's arguing yeah. they're arguing that they that he was paying off Stormy Daniels in order to withhold useful information about himself that might uh, might have an effect on the election. And it's just such an ironic claim given what we know about, you know, the Hillary Clinton emails the Hunter Biden laptop, uh, you know, fill in the blank, right? Yeah, it's just completely absurd that it's held up to standard for one side, but not the other. But whenever Mm -hmm. you just have that kind of um, banana republic, as you put it, Ando, um, yeah, it just is what happens. You know, one party takes power and they never let go. Yeah, it's the wielding of power that they they have down. They they know how to uh, to create this unequal justice where where their enemies get you know the full force of the law thrown at them, and who would be their allies? Or it's not necessarily their allies. They want people that are disruptive, and you know people like the Antifa disruptive people or the the. Uh, retarded rapist that I talked about earlier um, who only got a, a couple of months in prison for, for brutalizing. Yeah. Um, those people are useful to the regime. The, the regime wants crime to go up. The regime wants you to be scared. Uh, it's even happening uh, uh, as we were mentioning earlier in a lot of these blue cities. Uh, Portland has all uh, a few Walmarts closing and leaving town and uh and they're only down to one cracker barrel at this point it's kind of like the um you ever hear about the waffle house uh like metric oh the waffle right. house index index that's what they call it yeah yeah so if walmart starts leaving you know your city's fucked right like so what the waffle house index essentially is like you can gauge how bad uh, like a natural disaster is mm-hmm. by whether or not the Waffle House is closed. <laughs> yep. If Waffle yeah. House is open, it's not that bad. If it's closed, yeah. you better get the fuck out, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's a similar thing. Now here, I've got, I've got a clip, and I, I bet you guys might have heard about this, but essentially in New York, you no longer have the right to defend yourself at all. Okay, so almost like counter to the previous idea of like unequal justice. This is like over equal justice. Okay, right. The the criminal has the right to brutalize you. You don't have a right to stop them. And, exactly. and this is a big part of what San Francis was talking about. Yes. Okay. So. I'll, I'll play this. You'll get what I'm getting at. This is a, a real short one here. 
murder charges against a parking garage attendant accused of shooting a thief. Musa Diara told police he saw Rody Charles peering into cars early yesterday at a garage in Midtown. Police say Charles pulled a gun when Diara confronted him. Diara tried to wrestle away the weapon, and that's when the gun went off and shot a shot hit Diara. Police say Diara turned the gun on Charles and shot him twice. Police charged both men with attempted murder and assault. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office threw out the charges against Diara. All right, so long story short, uh, that was not a very well, like, summarized statement there but in essence a guy is scoping out cars looking to break in to steal shit in a parking garage in manhattan the parking garage attendant who you know upon a little bit of further digging it sounds like this guy owns the parking garage this is his business and he's in the business of protecting people's vehicles So he sees a guy between a couple of cars looking through the windows, looking suspicious, carrying a bag. And he calls the guy out and and they kind of it sounds like they went kind of towards like the the front booth or the office or whatever. And he says, you know, why don't you show me what's in the bag? Kind of, you know, assuming that this guy might have already stolen something. And the guy pulls a gun out of the bag. And they wrestle over the gun. The parking lot attendant owner gets shot once in the stomach. And a second time in the ear. According to what I read. You know, I had to I had to read some articles to get a better picture of this. But he gets shot twice. He wrestles the gun away from the guy, shoots the other, you know, shoots the, the thief in the chest. They both go to jail, or I'm sorry, they both go to the hospital. They both get charged. You know, this parking lot attendant wakes up after surgery, handcuffed to his bed. And they ended up dropping the charges, but apparently the cops and the prosecutor thought it was a good idea to claim that this guy had no right to take the assailant's gun away and turn it and fire. You know, they both got charged with attempted murder and possession of a, what, uh, you know, a lethal weapon. And the, the weapon belonged to the criminal. It was only in, in the possession of this, this parking lot attendant for what you might imagine, like less than a minute. Right. But they got charged with the same crime, and only after public outcry did they drop the charges. I mean, how crazy is that shit? Yeah, I, I feel like it's going to be a much more common thing, especially in, in like New York and, and Los Angeles and places like that, where you just absolutely cannot have any sort of self-defense because that means that you're trying to better yourself, and, and God forbid you protect yourself either. Mm-hmm. God forbid you take agency over yourself as well. Right. You know, I, um, yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Ando. Go ahead. Uh, that, that's, that's the key to this. Cause it's all about responsibility. And, and if you decide that you're responsible for your own 
self-defense, your self-protection, then, you know, they're going to throw the book at you. So I think this is like one of many um, symptoms, right? We've got this like over-policed, under-policed situation, this anarcho-tyranny. And I think there's no place that shows it better than San Francisco. Um, now, this is not a, yep. a super new, um, this this particular story. Two days old, right? I'm the sorry. guy who got the the Silicon Valley guy who was who started uh yeah he started so yeah it's only two days old. Well, I've got that, but I was going to show something else first. Oh, so, okay, okay. Sorry. So, so this has been going on for months, um, but I first heard about it on No Agenda a couple weeks ago. But this is a wild phenomenon, and apparently, it is a recurring phenomenon. So check it, check, check this out. Uh, over the Bay Area, that's where our next story takes us. More and more fights are happening at a popular mall there in the San Francisco area. It's gotten so bad that city officials have said these fights are overwhelming for security and for police. For more on that uh, and what's happening and what's being done to stop this, we're being joined right now by Fox 2 Bay Area reporter Christian Kaftan with the latest on what exactly happened at this mall over the weekend. Christian, what more do we know? Yeah, as you said, those fights have been happening. They happened late last week. They've been posted to social media, each one more appalling to the, than the last. And now the mall has stepped up security and there are police here on scene. Video after video are circulating on social media of a series of fights at Stonestown Galleria Shopping Center in the city's Lake Merced neighborhood. One showing assailants kicking a person on the ground. Another showing an assailant pushing someone into a door. Okay, so apparently this one particular mall has had multiple brawls over the last couple months. Dude, the, the last place I want to be is a mall, except for maybe in Salt Lake City where the malls are pretty, they're well attended and, uh, and they're not crime holes like the rest of the malls, but all the malls are, are falling apart. They're just, uh, it, and this seems, you know, I'm in Salt Lake right now and it seems like the only place where there is a mall culture still. Uh, most everything has moved to Walmart, Amazon. So I heard I heard a story about a guy. I can't remember where I heard this. It was on some show, but it was like an Asian guy who went to a mall in a in a city that he was not familiar with, and it turned out that that was the black mall, and that he was told at some point like, "Yo, you you came to the wrong mall. Like, you need to go to the Asian mall across town." Which I'm like, I've never heard of such a thing growing up in Indianapolis. Oh. A mall is a mall, but huge rivalry between those two cultures. Uh, mm -hmm. it, a lot of a lot of people don't talk about it, especially whenever there's a stop Asian hate campaign. Well, so this is this is Stonesgate Mall in San Francisco, and apparently these are like high school kids that have made a habit. Out, it's like Fight Club. It's like it's like for fun or like. I don't know. Maybe it's rival like groups or something, but for some reason, the mall is the is the 
venue for their group fights and it's brutal man Th these videos like i almost don't want to play anymore um because you get the idea but this is like full-blown brawling dude like here we'll just watch a little bit more company brookfield property the company's saying they take the situation seriously and they will not tolerate it they say the fights are a violation of their code of conduct and they're working with san francisco police to increase security inside stonestown so it's like it's like apparently these kids are like texting each other like we're gonna meet at the sears today and like tomorrow we're gonna fight at target it's like this shit is fucking crazy man right <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> have you seen the videos of people going into jewelry stores with hammers and they just bash the uh the uh the glass the and it's open yeah. And and just kids are just scooping all the jewelry out while the while the shop owner is just standing there like, uh, and yeah. Well, do y'all do y'all remember that brawl that happened on the on the cruise ship? This was like, uh, oh I yeah, think I heard yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not trying to like by any means make this racial, but. <laughs> <laughs> the big butt is a big fat butt it's a big fat black butt you know like <laughs> what like there's something going on there like culturally i don't think i've ever seen a group of white kids like brawl let alone like white adults right but on that cruise ship that was like that was like 30 or 40 like full-grown adults beating the shit out of each other on a cruise ship where like most people have the common like sense and decency to recognize like hey we're all on this boat together you know <laughs> like starting <laughs> starting a brawl on a boat is a really bad idea man <laughs> yeah yeah, you think so. Yeah, people still seem to do it. Shit, dude. Like you gotta bring back keel hauling for that. I you know, I, I have no I have no solutions here, fellas, but I'm just saying, like, what the fuck? Um what you got, OG? Well, I was gonna say, I mean, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys have been uh, following uh, Scott Adams, uh, you know, he's kind of been in and out of the news uh, over the last month. But, um, I mean, I know I, myself, I try to stay out of buses uh, because you're saying that. Yeah, you're breaking up. You're breaking up on us, buddy. But I get what you're saying when Scott Adams says. Stay away from black people is probably a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did hear about that. Um, but to be fair, okay, it's like two sides, same coin. White people are not any less crazy right now. Okay? Check this shit out. But Riley James will say that. Speaking of fucking San Francisco, so much shit's going down in San Francisco right now. Right? So this was... Uh, there was a speaker that came to like San Francisco State College and got 
totally like shouted down. You know what? It was the it was the female collegiate swimmer who has spoken out against what's his face. Uh, somebody tell me, do you remember the name of the guy who's swimming against the girls and kicking their asses? Oh, oh shit. shit. I know who you're talking about. Um, fuck. Hang on. Let me Google him real quick. You know his name, Ando? I, I do, but it, for some reason, it's not in my head at the moment. Well, uh, It'll uh, propaganda Leah, Thomas, Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Leah Thomas. Yeah. All right. So this is the anti Leah Thomas going around saying, Hey, what the fuck is the point of like female sports if you're just gonna let men kick our asses? And there's this... a go ahead. There's a reason that the, the, the sports have been separated by, by gender for such a long time, and the reason is not not identity the reason is is biological and if this person uh wants to compete in sports they should have to compete all along their biological line i'm sorry that's just the way it should be and uh and yeah these guys they they love being big winners you know like the the one that's uh the one that's in the ufc for instance loves to beat up women Mm -hmm. and yeah it it this stuff is is insane. Um, it, it needs to stop. The the sports were divided for a reason, and the reason is that that women can get injured by a man a lot easier than a man can get injured by a woman. Well, not only could could a woman be injured by a man like in the ring, so to speak, in the in the um, competition itself, but now apparently they can be injured outside of the ring. By pro trans activists who take it upon themselves to physically assault women athletes. Okay, that's where we're at right now. Check this out. She's not afraid. So last night, Gaines went to San Francisco State University to talk about her experiences in NCAA swimming. And Riley Gaines is not a hater, she is a measured, decent person who believes in logic and reason and finding common ground with people who disagree with her, she does not think she is God. But that fact does not believe she's God makes her a terrifying threat to the zealots who do do believe they're God. And so at San Francisco State last night, the zealots attacked her. A mob surrounded Riley Gaines and prevented her from moving through the hallways. At one point, the thugs said they wouldn't let her pass unless she let she During the chaos, a man dressed as a woman punched her several times. The mob howled with rage, screaming threats and obscenities. We're not overstating. Here's what it looked like. All right, I'm going to pause for a second here because it's probably hard to hear, but it it's a crowd of people shouting trans women are women. Uh, one person shouted something like, fuck you, you transphobic bitch. Which- yeah, the other thing that they're shouting is trans rights are human rights. Like, mm-hmm. it, like they don't have human rights. 
they they have every right that we have. They want extra rights. They want privileges, and that's yeah. that's what this whole thing is about. They want the privilege to beat the shit out of women in a in in a wrestling ring. They want to outswim all these other women. They want to you know uh, they want to change in their locker room with their their dong still you know intact, whether they're intact or not. Still, nobody wants to see the zipper tits or the axe wound. This is getting out of hand, and mm-hmm. now. Now the truants are getting violent. So, you know. Well, so uh, so apparently the person who assaulted um this this gal was a cross-dressed male to female. Um and apparently she got punched in the face. This swimmer who is going around, you know, making a stance saying that athletics are a no-go zone for trans people. Like if you want to be an athlete, you have to compete within your born gender because otherwise it's not fair. And they assaulted her like a mob. Like this is crazy, man. This just happened uh not very long ago. What uh I think it was Friday, yeah. Yeah, yesterday or the day before. Crazy. Wow. I did not hear about this. Let's maybe watch the rest, yeah? yeah. Uh, it looks like OG Dadbot also posted something If we might want to check out here in a second. You got a chat. link, OG? Yeah, it's in the, yeah, chat. It's in the chat. Oh, cool, cool. I, I muted you because the noise was coming through. Um, that's my fault. I don't, I don't see a link in the chat. Um, oh, you don't? Well, I might be in the wrong chat. Yeah, it's here in the stream uh, stream yard. Yeah. Oh private chat okay i got it yep you want to front load this og uh well you know we've got these uh, mentally ill people that uh get to roam around freely in society uh yeah. and so you know they've been talking about for years there's no difference between men and women uh and then you have this uh transformer get in the ring with this uh woman and just beat the teetotal fuck out of her i mean it is brutal i don't know if the video is in the link um but i mean ended up breaking her skull um i mean it's it's pretty raw yeah i don't know if this is the video we're looking for um no i think it's just an article uh you should be able to type uh fallon fox ufc fight i believe that's what it is going by So this did this happen recently? This fight? Uh, that I'm not sure. I know it's been it's been making the rounds uh, on some of the stuff I follow. Fallon Fox. I think that that's yeah. Oh yeah, here it is. Second link down. Okay, all right. That's the full fight, though. We are set for three rounds of action. See if I have- yeah, go to the end. Nice round for Atlanta. She really. Uh, all right so is this this it no yeah because i remember seeing some like pictures of the chick that fought her and she looked rough yeah yeah type in uh ufc uh fighter breaks skull i think that that's what i got it to come up as You're tuning into 
black and white sports on you. I'm freaking coming. Oh, this is it. This Whoa. Ha- Look at that guy. Yeah. Wow. That was the first time I actually heard the voice of Fallon Fox. Did you like that? Yeah. And I want to tell everyone else, I'm coming in this in this tournament. Every woman in this tournament better look out. I'm freaking coming. Look at the arms on this motherfucker. Holy fuck. Those this, are definitely good arms. Yeah. This this good this God. person is, is fighting women right now. Holy yep. yeah. Look Fallon at- Fox, I mean, that's almost like a porn name, isn't it? It kind of is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, the, the Trini Tunes love to have porny sounding names. Look at the fucking calves or the, the thighs rather on this motherfucker. That is not a woman. Well, they're uh, also they, they get to that state by being pornography addicts in the first place. So mm-hmm. that that's part of how their delusion is formed. So she broke this girl's skull. How long ago was this? Three days ago, think, this is posted. I think I'm it's a, it, in the next video. couple seconds. Yeah. yeah, in this video, you, if you press play, you probably see the, the yeah. Let's let's watch. Jig blow. Whoa! That was the first time I actually heard the voice of Fallon Fox. Warns women, "I'm coming in this tournament." In other words, I'm going to destroy you women in your own sport. I mean, guys, honestly, this should be a crime, right? It's not going to stop, man, because the women. I'm trying to find the fight itself. Uh, I think every sane person is saying the same thing. (laughs) Like, holy fuck. Well, here, let's talk. I found out about the, 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 the reaction that people have to this and how strongly they're committed to this when there was a transgender fighter that was uh, hiding the fact, found Fox, hiding the fact that they were biologically male and competed twice as a woman, beating the fuck out of these women. And I was like, this is crazy. Like you can't, and and trying to say that it was just a medical procedure. And when I, I thought rightly got angry at it, I saw all these articles written all these pieces about how transphobic my position was and what a horrible person I was like, we're, we're literally talking about someone not telling someone. I said that, look, if you are a a transgender athlete and you tell someone, Hey, I was biologically male, but now identify as a female. Would you like to fight? And that person still says, yes, all in, go ahead, have fun. Just like, I think you should be able to ride bulls and go dirt. So apparently, apparently this motherfucker didn't tell anybody. Is that what I'm hearing? Yep. Holy shit. That's even worse. It's fucking crazy, man. (sighs) Yeah. Crazy. People are messed up. I don't even like talking about the trans thing, but it's so in our faces right now. Like what choice do we have? Well, and I think it's 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 on purpose. Um, it's it's to sow division between everyone. For one, um, personally, I find people that are um, 
well thought out and have measured beliefs, especially even in like the trans community, I have no problem with them. However, it's the extremists on both sides mm-hmm. that are the issue. It's not the entire community at a whole, as a whole. It is very much the ones that feel like that they need privileges versus the um, well thought out and measured people that realize that they have just as many rights and don't need extra rights or, or rights and privileges um, because they're they have just as many rights and, and privileges as we do. Um, right. They think they should have extra rights because they have a sexual fetish that they want to rub in everybody's face. Yeah. Male power lifter enters women's event breaks record. Oh, I heard about this one several months ago Garrett, as well. Garrett sent this. Uh, I, my understanding of this is it was done as like a, a troll. Uh, oh, thing. really? Uh, oh, that, if, that was Zuby, right? Didn't Zuby do this? Uh, I think Zuby? it's... Uh, I think it was actually a one of the people on the Canadian national team. Uh, th- that's my understanding that they were like, you know, there's got to be some, you know, uh, deviation wow. on, you know, how we're going to treat this. Look and, at this. Uh, you know. he, he then casually bench pressed nearly 370 pounds, beating the current Alberta world's record by almost 100 pounds. Yeah, this and that previous this, record was also held by a trans athlete. And really, yes, it's standing right there in the second. Oh my god! Down. Oh my god! So it was already fucked. Yeah. Uh, in Canada, things are a lot worse. You're, if you try to resist this stuff, you you can get criminally punished. Oh yeah. So yeah. yeah. I mean, speaking of the guy getting getting criminally charged for sharing memes. Yeah, freedom of speech is like it's on the edge, man. Yeah, people, uh, there's a guy who was trying to stop his child from transitioning and his crazy mother. There, there's a case in Texas, but there was also a case in Canada. That guy got punished by the law. Hmm. Yeah, we're 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 in dangerous territory here, fellas. Uh, was it Dennis that was talking about the? Uh, you know, not having an issue. I don't have a crime uh, scene. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't have, you know, any problem with somebody who goes through the, you know, entire process, you know, they, they go through therapy, they, you know, fully transition. Uh, But I mean, when you're playing dress up and you, you know, expect everybody to treat you like, you know, everything's just fine and dandy. That's where I think I, and a lot of people have a problem. I mean, there's several people on on Twitter that I follow that are trans, and they're some of the my coolest mutuals. I mean, I talk to them quite a bit, and they're very level headed. Um, um, Hley, A Y Y C H L E Y, she's one of them. Um, she posts great threads on how she's not a victim, she's not oppressed. Um, she has just as many rights as as anyone else does, and it's it's the people that are taking over that that movement that are trying to push for more privileges than what's necessary i mean um it's it's those kind of people that i support however it's the the people that are trying to take it over and and um just basically turn it into um i guess you could say like a superior class of citizen is where i have a problem really Ando, I know you listen to No Agenda, 
Anybody yep. else? Anybody else? Oh, yeah. No the, agenda? That, that letter that he got. That, they the got letter a letter. I, I'm going to try yeah. to find it. I'm going to try to find it. Okay. Um, I think we'll try to maybe like transition. Not No pun intended here. Intention, um, <laughs> puns. Don't be a bitch. Super pun. Super pun. But um, I want to play this, this clip about I'll try to find this letter from basically from a transgendered person who wrote into the no agenda show. And it's, it's a powerful string of words. So I'm not going to try to explain it, um, but I'll play this next clip and that'll kind of take us into a new ish topic, but we can kind of straddle the fences because it's all, it's all fucking connected here. So I'll play this here. Um, I actually got to go. It's been great talking to y'all. Hey, um, appreciate you coming I'll on, man. Later. Yeah. 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 Y'all have a Thanks. good one. All right. Peace out, Dennis. See ya. Later. All right. Here we go. Box from Google's San Francisco office. The victim, 43-year-old Bob Lee, a tech executive himself, the founder of Cash App and the first chief technology officer of Square. Lee was stabbed Tuesday, friends and police say, while walking in a downtown neighborhood around 2 a.m. You know, we were both hanging out tomorrow night, so that's a little strange. Um, it like just happened, so my mind's still processing it, you know? When you lose someone, you're just like, damn, this is uh, not expected. I know he had two uh, two daughters as well, so he loved Lee's father honored his son on Facebook, writing, Bob would give you the shirt off of his back. Bob Lee had recently moved to Miami with his father, who wrote, I'm so happy that we were able to become so close these last years. Lee was known in the industry as Crazy Bob for his tenacious energy. His latest employer, the crypto firm MobileCoin, tweeted this photo, calling Lee a child of dreams and whatever he imagined, no matter how crazy, he made real. This is not a city where anybody should fear for their lives at 2.30 in the morning. The killing has renewed anger in San Francisco over perceptions that the city isn't safe. On Twitter, Elon Musk claimed many people I know have been severely assaulted, then pushed the district attorney to do more to incarcerate repeat violent offenders. And for too long, the leaders of San Francisco have ignored the basics. Joel and Guardio worked on the successful recall campaign of the previous progressive DA last year, then won a city supervisor seat, defeating the incumbent by running on a public safety agenda. Residents are feeling like the city is not working for them. And they just want clean streets, safe streets, and good schools. And they don't understand why the city hasn't been able to deliver. Still, violent crime overall is falling in San Francisco compared to previous decades. This is the 12th homicide this year, according to police data. <laughs> it's falling. It's just not getting reported. Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt it's yeah. falling. Over. Well, well, how how'd she phrase that? It was intentionally. It's falling over the past year. So apparently, last year was more violent, but this year is. Only I think she no, she said different. She said something about previous decades, which is very oh. vague. Like which decades? Understand so, why this? Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say I can I can cut in on that previous decade. Uh, I, if I'm correct, crime would have peaked. Uh, kind of in the late 70s through the, you know, crack wave in the 80s and then started kind of slowing down in the early 90s. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the way she says it is very weird, but it I think she says, we'll, we'll, we'll see, but uh, I think she says it's fallen over 
quote unquote previous decades, which doesn't mean a whole lot. Well, to deliver. Still, violent crime overall is falling in San Francisco compared to previous decades. Yeah, right. Compared to previous decades. What the fuck does that mean? This is the 12th homicide this year, according to police data. Baltimore, with fewer people, reports nearly 70. Okay. All right. Good for you, San Francisco. I hear there's people shitting on the sidewalk in San Francisco. So I don't think you got a whole lot to to be proud about, right? Yeah, there's also a big drug problem. So I'm, I, I'm guessing that a lot of people that would kill or be killed by violent crime are just killing or killing themselves with uh, fentanyl. Mm-hmm. You know, in my in my uh, kind of research for this topic, i i didn't I didn't keep a clip, um, but I saw one where a guy broke into a methadone clinic with an AR, and the security guard fought him off. Right, and uh, dude. This this is not something you want to look into. Like it it's very dystopian. I I hate to even do this, right? Like but it's the reality of the situation right now. It's so fucked, man. Like and it's getting worse. <laughs> A crime scene blocks from Google's San Francisco office. The victim, 43-year-old Bob Lee, a tech executive himself, the founder of Cash App, and the first... I already played this one, didn't I? Or is this... Hold on. You did. Yeah, I did. Um, hang on. So is there something bigger at play with the uh, the, the Cash App, with the uh, the Fed going to roll out the uh, new CBDC? I, I kind of wonder the same. I mean, what do you know about this guy, Ando? Uh, I don't know a whole lot, but that that's a really interesting suggestion. Uh, there's also been a string of crypto guys dying over the last couple of months. Yeah, maybe about two months ago, there was there was about five guys that were heading crypto companies all, all died right before the uh, the big uh, FTX thing happened. And Cash App is a major um, like crypto. It's not an exchange necessarily, is it? Well, you can pay somebody in Bitcoin with uh, with, with cash, cash App. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like uh, Coinbase or FTX or I don't know, whatever. Yeah, it does seem just a little bit fishy, right? This guy got stabbed like right outside of his place. It sounds like apparently. Go, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump on you there. Go ahead. Sorry, I, it's kind of hard to see on the phone. I was going to say, isn't the uh, the SEC case with Ripple supposed to be settled in the next month or two? I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything on that one either. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I know about Ripple is I had an Uber driver tell me that that's the thing to invest in. He said it's going to be bigger than Bitcoin. But that's yeah. That's what what guys say sometimes. Yeah. Well, and if I if I understand correctly, what didn't they shut it down basically for being a was it a currency or something? Uh, 
I mean, I know they they pulled it off all the exchanges uh, other than I think is it is it Binance? Um, well, he would. He said the reason was that's the one that all the uh, the big bad guys are behind. So uh, it seems kind of weird if if they're going against them criminally, but you know. Um, yeah. They, we'll uh, see. They have a deal. I was going to say they. I think they have a deal with the uh, W, uh, the World Economic Forum. Uh, it's, you know, it's huge overseas. Their processing network. You know, I I wonder if it's um, like of all the crypto guys and stuff that have been killed, maybe this one could have just been random. Like San Francisco is so crazy right now um, that I, I I almost am inclined to believe it was it was genuinely just a random act of violence, but at the same time I have no proof otherwise. Um, so Scott Adams was also on on this story as well. He said that they used to live near there, mm-hmm. and he said that it was getting bad, and that's part of the reason he made his video about moving away from sketchy neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah. Well, check this out. Um, this is the best video I could find about like this is just one neighborhood. Um, but I think it's like sounds like it's one of the worst in San Francisco. It's called the Tenderloin. Those effort to take control of a year-long crisis in the Tenderloin. The emergency declared by Mayor London Breed in 2021 was supposed to be a full court press against homelessness and drug problems and everyone agreed had had spun out of control. Wilson Walker continues our update on where things stand now with a look at how the city is trying to deliver help to those on the street. Well, helping the Tenderloin was always going to depend on helping those who who we see on the streets every day, the homeless, those struggling with addiction in the midst of the opioid crisis. Saving the neighborhood means finding answers for each person out there when any single case can be a long, complex endeavor. There's more work than we can handle out here. I just had a woman come and tell me that a tent moved from one corner to another, and we have to explain to people that right now we've got rules we have to work with. Surrounded by frustrated residents, fed up business owners, Mark Meza is taking on a challenge some might think impossible. Working for the city's Department of Emergency Management, he is the Tenderloin Streets Operation Manager, and he sees a lot of these streets. They're going to go to O'Farrell. Do a lot of walking, yeah, probably about 50 miles a week. And all of the walking reflects another shift in city strategy. This one driven by the December closure of what debuted as the Tenderloin Linkage Center. Once the Tenderloin Center closed, um, we had to focus 100% on bringing those services to the street. So that's when we just, we divided the neighborhood into four different areas and every day we work that area. We go through seven days a week. HSH, DPH, DPW, we clean up. We offer to get people to shelter. We do wellness checks. If somebody has somewhere to live already or if they're already sheltered, we try to get them back there. It is a slow day-by-day, case-by-case process that often means revisiting the same people in the same tents for months with occasional breakthroughs. Oh, yeah. We had somebody who uh, was a couple, and uh, we had a couple of navigation center beds down in the Bayview. But then there is the scale of the challenge in a city with an unsheltered homeless population of about 4,400. We can't keep up.
Oh, we, uh, we seem to have lost Mike there. His connection broke, but I'm sure he'll be back in a moment. But yeah, um, Tenderloin, pretty, uh, pretty sketchy area of San Francisco. What do you think, Dad Bod? Well, uh, I know I got cut off earlier. I was going to say, um, you know, I mean, if you have if you live in one of these big cities, I mean, you know, it's not really safe to go anywhere anymore. I mean, you know, you can arm up and train and do all that. But I mean, you know, you're still rolling the dice when you walk outside. And, you know, I don't think there's any answer to it. I mean, uh, not from, uh, you know, a government perspective or, you know, an individual freedom um, perspective. Not that I know of. I mean, you can't, you just can't shoot everybody who's committing crime or, you know, just let them all. It, it seems counterproductive to their agenda, though, because their agenda is to move us all into smart cities. And uh, eventually, like, that's what they want is they want every city to basically be a 15 minute concentration camp. Now, if the crime is so bad, most, you know, it, you can call it white flight if you want, but most sane, rational people are moving out of major cities at this point. And, uh, and you know, like, look at Detroit. It, you know, that, that used to be one of the shiniest cities in, in the country. And then, you know, as soon as industry left, it went way downhill. And now it's super crime-ridden. Um, there's, there's places that I don't like to go outside, places like St. Louis, you know, where the crime's super high, or places like Chicago where – you know, that, you know, that there's gun battles every night in certain areas there. Um, it's, it seems counterproductive to their agenda and their agenda is, is to move us into these concentration camps. But we see Trump has been promoting freedom cities and maybe that's the, uh, the, the right wing trap for the 15 minute city that he's promoting. So maybe that's, that's, the next big step there. I, I do think this is something to that effect, right? Like I think the, the crime and the homelessness is not being addressed and is in, in, in fact, intentionally being allowed to many, you know, t- to a large extent. And, um, and it's with the intention of maybe, you know, like people will beg for tyranny if it gets bad enough. Yeah, I think that's a big part of, of the agenda is that they want the sane, rational people to uh, eventually beg for their own subjugation because that that's what it will be. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys have uh, seen the guy, uh, Donnie Darkins. He always talks about, about how Trump is either the Antichrist or an agent of the Antichrist and, and things like that. But he mm-hmm. talks about the uh, the horror system, the Babylon system slash the uh, the harlot system, as nice people call it, um, and that being destroyed and replaced with the beast system, which could be you know the the level of you know really structured and you know uh, crimes are actually punished that kind of thing, but. Um, I think that that's going to roll in in the style of, of Noahide laws that they have they've had on the books for a long time. Um, the Bush put it into an education bill back in the early '90s, the old Bush. So, and and it has not been gotten rid of at this point. Yeah, I think this is like 
the last link I'm going to share. Um, pretty sure, pretty sure I went through all of them. Um, but I, I'll say that this is about Portland, right? I spent some time in Bend, Oregon, and uh, and the homeless situation there is pretty dire. I actually stumbled upon a town hall meeting out in the middle of a park because because it was still covid times and so nobody wanted you know in in bend oregon nobody wanted to go to the town hall they met in the park and i just you know i was on a walk i was out there visiting and i listened to the whole thing and there were people that you could tell were left leaning but were so frustrated with the homeless problem that they were like, we have to do something. We can't just allow it. You know, of course the argument was like, we're either helping them too much or we're not helping them enough. That's what I heard while I was there. And this, this here is about Portland and it's got a very similar kind of vibe. Months, We've been asking this question is Portland over. And tonight we begin a series of reports focusing specifically on the homeless crisis. And I start tonight by taking you to a neighborhood that's simply overwhelmed. It's a snapshot in time documenting the cycle of this human tragedy. From above, you can't deny the stark reality. This is what Portland's other epidemic looks like. It spreads across the city into neighborhoods, along streets, alongside highways, next to homes. Unlike COVID, this epidemic has no vaccine or booster. Or booster. Fuck this guy, first of all. This, yep. This epidemic <laughs> has no vaccine or booster. Go suck a dick. You You know, it's so yeah, that- funny, man. Depending on where you live in the country, people still just take it as a given that that shit was, like, justified. Uh, yeah, and in the way he's he's saying everything is is part of that programming. That yes, you know, they, it, this is definitely on purpose. This is not just the way news people talk. This is deliberate wording. It's part of the script. But yeah, yeah fuck this guy. But let's let's get to the rest of it. Let's but see anyways, what, what needs to be it said? Getting worse. This is what it looks like from the ground. Men and women living in makeshift shelters, in tents, under tarps, existing among piles of garbage and filth. Some are living in broken down trailers parked along the street, surrounded by oh, wait, that's just Coachella. belongings. Tra- Say what now? It's just Coachella. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> it's basically Coachella, but like with less music and more heroin. <laughs> Right. But Worst here's drug. I you know I knew I would have to skip ahead on this one. So here's the good stuff here. You draw the line between compassion and tolerance. Honestly, they're wasting their time and the taxpayer money. These people are going to be right back. The city does not have compassion for these people or compassion for us. These people need help. Todd Littlefield lives in the heart of Southeast 94th and Pardee. He's been outspoken about the city's lack of response. 
I'm not going to offer an excuse for why we're forgotten. It's clear that we're forgotten. It's clear that the city does not care. They have no compassion. They have no compassion for, for us, the neighbors, or the people that are on the streets being assaulted every night. Mari Factor feels unsafe. She can't let her children play outside. I can't let my kids ride on that trail, beautiful trail that's very long. It's not so beautiful anymore because it's scary. So many homeless people there. Mari says some homeless have entered her fenced yard. So that's why I have to like lock all my back doors, windows with wood, just in case. I don't know what we're dealing with. I have my big yard and I can't let them out and play. How is that possible? <laughs> yeah. It's not fair. I lived in a neighborhood for over 40 years. So I, I haven't ever seen it like this. Martin Johnson is compassionate towards the homeless, but says what's happening here wouldn't be tolerated in other parts of the city. I understand that people are homeless and I understand there are some that have and some that don't and they need it. But we have a crime situation in our way. We have uh, stolen cars back there. They steal the catalytic converters off of cars. My neighbor left and right. And they and we have needles. We have process. All right, all of this, all of this happens in my neighborhood, y'all. You know, like this is this is what should be talked about, but seldom is. Right? I mean, the amount of airtime that was given to COVID and all that bullshit, but now like this is the aftermath. And you have to specifically look for it to find it. This is barely covered. And it's in every fucking city. Right? Yeah, it's it's partly the drug problem. So um, I, I used to live in my van. And I've also uh, urban camped before. I, I didn't, never left my tent up. I would take it up and put it down overnight. Uh, you know, or while I was out working. But I was out there to work most of the people out there are out there to get loaded and uh and really it, it's it's the drug problem and you will never get rid of the problem in cities because cities bring the money that they need to buy their drugs and so that's that's just how this works it's a drug problem though and and also a mental health problem um I then again, it's only been made worse in the last three years but it was definitely there before no doubt. The mental, right. The mental health issue, though, is something that they try to solve with drugs. They just give them different drugs. And it's it, it's not something that you can never fix a person by giving them the, the thing that's causing their problems. Hence a, hence, hence a guy holding up a methadone clinic with an AR. Right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 No. And, you know, I, 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 I struggled as far as like how I thought I might try to come at, come at this whole topic. Cause I don't want to be a bummer, but like, this is very, very much. That's a pun again. You, you got to intend it this time. A bummer. It's a bummer, man. Like this is just yeah. the reality of the situation. Like she hasn't gotten to it yet. Um, but the, the, the Hispanic gal, she starts talking about how like she can't let her kids ride their bikes on that trail. Like there's a, it's like a, it's like a, a trail that all the homeless folks camp along. And when they get hurried off, they just move half a mile up the trail until they get, you know, shoot away from there. And then they move back down half a mile. And, and 
there are parts of the city where I live that are the same way. You cannot walk the trail unless you've basically got the balls to just, you know, hold your ground and not let anybody fuck with you. But you walk certain sections of these like public pathways and, um, and you feel very much unsafe. And, um, I know it's nothing new. Like this was the case. You know, New New York was very unsafe, like you said, back in like the seventies. Um, you know, I'm sure other cities were similar. We're we're on this like cyclical thing, right? And we're back at a point where people are desperate, crime is rising. You know, like it, it's apparent that the government doesn't want to deal with a lot of it. You know. They'll just kind of like kick the can down the road. And, um, you know, this shit in Portland, I don't want to like search for it, but you hear a couple of these folks kind of say like, what are we, what are we supposed to do? Like I have people breaking in to my, like, like climbing over my fence, breaking in my back window. Like, and these people don't have the same like right to bear arms as a lot of us. And, uh, you know, they live in fucking Portland or whatever. And so I, I fucking, I'm like, this is just, it's dystopia rising, man. And we've yeah, got, we're, we're living in Robocop basically. Yeah. But we've got Rob in the, in the chat. Welcome. Welcome brother. That's, uh, that's not Rob. That's recycled oh. bin Laden. Oh, hey, uh, how you guys doing? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to try not to have any feedback because I'm not using headphones, so I'm going to be muting my mic and just listening along. Your audio actually is coming through crisp. Real good. Super. So, Recycle Bin Laden, did I hear that right? <laughs> you could call me Chris if you want. That's, <laughs> That's my Christian name. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Cool. So, you're a friend of, friend of Ando, I guess, huh? Yeah, I'm I'm one of the media monarchy kids, and uh, I'm just watching the stream. Sick. And Ando's man. like, "Hey, man, why don't you want to get in here?" <laughs> yeah, hell yeah! I thought you were Rob from Black Labs with the uh, flashing, you know, lights and shit. It just kind of had his vibe, but yeah, and, and we need well, Rob because uh, he's got the RoboCop clips. Yeah, well, well he's he's on the road right now, so he said he wasn't sure if he could figure it out, so. We were worried about the uh, whole cyber polygon power outage, internet outage, extended, you know, end of everything cool. And my son's uh, autistic and he needs his entertainment. <laughs> I don't want to see him <laughs> freak out. So at the suggestion of James Evan Pilato, I started buying and collecting uh, vinyl records. So I have some yeah some music in the end of the world. Man, I keep I keep a collection of DVDs and CDs just in case you know i never use them but like oh yeah yeah you, you can't know? trust the internet you could lose it from your social credit score anyway like there no goes shit. all your bon jovi mp3s right now no shit yeah man. all they have to do is watch this show and they're like just like all my crypto yeah. so so did y'all hear that uh starlink went out oh no dude i th that's kind of awesome yeah it's <laughs> it's kind of hilarious and it's also kind of like what the fuck I, I literally just heard this um, 
just a few hours back. Like, well, it's being know. used in military applications, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what he, the fucking? He mean? gave it. He gave it to Ukraine for a while, and then was like, "All right, y'all got to pay, or I'm not gonna give it to you no more." <laughs> right? Well, did, the thing is, he's happen? already he's already been paid with all this. Uh, you know, he's 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 a DARPA frontman. He right. doesn't invent this stuff. He gets the hoard over the stuff that DARPA invents, and so you know they 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 just want to. He's the biggest welfare re- recipient in the world. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But he, yeah, he gets to lord over this this DARPA tech, and and yeah, uh, the United States is gonna make sure that he has to use his DARPA stuff in order to uh, to help them with their BS war. But I guess what I heard is that um, I think the whole motherfucker went down for like. I don't know, a while, like some hours, if not like over like a day. The whole... That people were freaking out about their Facebook. I can't oh, check man. my Facebook. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And also like whole countries were unable to do business, you know, like I'm sure, right? Well, it's real. I went, I went to the weed shop the other day and they had a little paper sign taped on the window closed because of internet outage. I was huh. like, "You're fucking kid. You don't. You can't sell me a plant because you don't have the internet right now." Also, also, like, what happened to cash? Like, can I not buy weed with cash? Yeah. Or, or uh, me and my wife were talking about this. Grocery stores used to have like cash registers that were adding machines, yeah. you know. And now it's like the electric's out. You're just people standing there with calling <laughs> out meat, <laughs> just like looking around, like, oh, it's broken." The God, like, what do you do? It just breaks without electricity everything i heard that the average like what what is it gen um gen z is that the lowest the youngest or uh what do they call them not millennials but zoomers or uh yeah z or zoomers whatever um a lot of them cannot read an analog clock and they cannot make change these are skills that these are skills that have been lost in, in there less, are men in less with than full a beards who yeah. can't split a log or change a tire. Well, those are I mean, damn man, you're asking a lot there. Okay. You're asking a lot there. I'm saying <laughs> read a clock and tie your shoes. You got Velcro shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Timex <laughs> watch. Yeah. Helmet. A lot of them don't know how to read a goddamn clock, a clock face. I'm like. I'm not, uh, yeah, I'll be 30 in like 10 days. And I feel like, I feel like I'm not that retarded, you know, but I think people that were 10 years after me are like fully retarded. Did you spend time with grandfather? I did. I both. Yeah. Yeah. It shows. I was raised by my grandfather. Anytime I meet somebody your age, that's, that's based. That's like, they always tell me I, my grandfather was there. I don't know. At the same time, man, like, I don't know. I pretty much had to find this shit out on my own. But but I always, I grew up around older people and, like, whatever. I tend to hang out with older people. Fucking, like, real old people. Because everybody that's fucking, most, most millennials are fucked. And all of the ones below us are fucked. So... I'm putting my stock yeah. in with like a handful of boomers and fucking 
whatever that I know. You the know, boomers uh, are the ones who dropped the fucking ball, right? They, well, yeah. The, the, every generation ahead of us dropped the ball. Uh, <laughs> yeah, everyone has since, dropped the ball. Since, since 1913, like, they've all dropped the ball. So, But I know some boomers with a whole lot of ammo. I'll just leave it at that, you know? Yeah, well, we talk about yes. uh, people like my wife's grandfather, Bernie. He was... Um, so cool he could do anything fix anything helped everybody out and he, he could do anything like anything at all yeah and just like self-reliant just like a power like a super and the knowledge this man contained you know you know it, like who that, the hell is like that anymore well that that's what makes me actually kind of think about like this this homelessness and this like um epidemic of mental mental health crisis like i think it's partly due to the fact that we have a very ineffective population like if things don't work out they have no fallback skills most people so like you you miss you miss rent for a couple months you get fired and you have no like marketable skills so you end up homeless and fucking you know down on your luck and you start fucking smoking meth and shooting up heroin because you're depressed because everything's fallen apart. You know, like I can, re- I, 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 I can sympathize with, with people. Like I'm not putting anybody down here. I'm saying like, I think people were ill-equipped. None of us were taught personal finance. None of us were taught like useful, like entrepreneurship skills or, you know, at the very least how to balance a goddamn checkbook, you know? Yeah. Like all the crime and homelessness and drug use it's all downstream effects of the underlying like main thing. That's like the way shit's set up to get a lot of money for a very few people and everybody else can fucking fight, you know, suck a fart <laughs> and educating kids for a, a, you know, a job that doesn't exist anymore. You know? Yeah. The OG wants to jump in, right? No, I was going to say that's, that's why, you know, learning a trade or, or a skill is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it doesn't yeah, take long to learn a trade. I know people that could that can do anything. You you give them something, and and it just takes a little bit. They're they're polymaths like Mike. Uh, they can just do it. You know, like I, I know a guy named Stevie. He knows how to just do anything. He, if he doesn't know, he'll learn it in a day or two. Um, the, the guy who trained me in trucking, he's, he's like that Mark, uh, he's awesome. And then, uh, and then, yeah. Uh, and then my stepdad is awesome like that too. He's got like all these automotive skills and just, and just can figure everything out. Um, but the thing is though, you know, I'm, I'm 43 years old and, and I know a handful of people like that. The funny thing is anybody can be a polymath with fucking youtube you know yeah now what do you do when it's turned off right well true true ideally you have a collection somebody thinks they know what edible plants are until youtube's not there anymore yeah books are a good investment yeah that that book in fact uh edible plants of north america everybody should own a copy of that yep yeah yeah i've got a handful of field guides that are like invaluable invaluable and uh, so 
you know, it's just like we were saying with the CDs and the records and the DVDs, you know, having a hard copy is, is not a bad fucking idea. So speaking of foraging, um, it, it, it's funny because it looks like because the money is so screwed up um, and it's only more screwed up right now because um, Russia's rubber and more glue and everything that, that we throw at them, they bounce right back at us and it sticks. Yeah. And so like we sanction ourselves and, yeah. you know, we're, we're depleting our resources in order to, uh, in order to, to fight this, this modern warfare of where it's just really just cutting people off from banking and they only profit out of it. Now, um, it looks like for all you agorists out there that we're going to get agorism. It's only going to suck. It's going to suck. It's, it's going to suck. Be out of desperation. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, that that's what I kind of had to get my head around when I started hearing people talking about this idea of, uh, anarcho tyranny right like we are living in both and it's the worst of both right right uh rachel said uh that uh it, it's like all the libertarian wishes were made on a monkey's paw and so so we mm. get things like like drugs legalized for kids in canada did you hear about that one recently we get things like like that you know um, well, it's like it's like an open border but not in the way that you want it to be right. it's like uh, i'll give you something to cry about you yeah, know you want yeah you want yeah. freedom oh yeah you'll be so free <laughs> yeah yeah you'll also be get the worst you'll also aspect. be broke hungry and addicted to fucking drugs so yeah good luck so my my current theory is that that people will be hunting squirrels by the summertime and by winter some desperate people will even be eating their pets. Wow. Um you think it's going to happen you know, that, it, that quick. Huh? On the record, yes. On the record wow. I'm saying that right. Well, oh, some, no, I'm going to put fat, you on my intro. There's some fat squirrels in my uh in my neighborhood so I I should shoot them and first. You, yeah. You don't like them. They're 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 pests to you. So I hate squirrels. I will kill them all. <laughs> I call myself sometimes uh, the future man because I kind of have these visions, right? Yeah. I I was just thinking about I was talking about deer hunting, and I was thinking about um, you know maybe I I suck at deer hunting. Maybe I have no luck because I don't really need the meat yet. Maybe when I need the meat, the deer will offer itself to me. You know, like that. <laughs> Native American trip I read about. That's, that's pretty wishful thinking, but yeah, on. truly, truly, it is. it is. I'm smiling too. But I thought, in reality, when it's when I need the meat and I'm up there looking for the deer, the neighbor's gonna shoot me. You know, that's the that's the real. And and it's it sucks because you're telling people to get ready for a collapse and shortages. You're basically making yourself a target. You know, if they don't believe yeah. you enough to prepare themselves, they're just. A desperate yeah, yeah, zombie horde. <laughs> it's it's very plan, terrifying. Their plan A is your plan A. <laughs> your plan yeah. A, they, they just snag everything that you've Yeah, that's a perfect way to put it, Ando. Yeah. Well, and I think I think that the homeless thing is kind of like the, um, you know, the whole things happen gradually and then all at once. Like, we can see the, the early signs of what's to come. Canary in the coal mine. Yeah, yeah. You know, one neighborhood's got people hopping fences, breaking into windows, stealing shit. Uh, 
the the next neighborhood doesn't worry about it until it's also their problem and all of a sudden it goes exponential because people are hungry people are hungry man that's what it boils down to in the end you know my hometown it was it had a bunch of coal miners that it was built around coal mining and then they shut down the mine then it had a glass factory and they shut that down so it's super depressed and it's like a small town but it was it was like mayberry yeah you know when i grew up there now uh my dad won't leave his house because somebody's going to steal his water pipes to get meth you know like mm. and that's that's everywhere even in the small town rural america like it's just awful everywhere i i don't know why i'm talking so much sorry hey it's all uh, good man it's all good i just got a house and uh and so i figured the my best bet is to get on next door so i can see what people are talking about and i i'm pretty sure that all the stories that i'm hearing from there are stuff that you're hearing all over the country and in, in towns of similar size yeah it's too bad. Yeah, it's not even it's not even necessarily isolated to the cities. Um, people are people are hurting, man. You shut down the economy, fucking fire a bunch of people for no good reason. This is what you get. Well, it, the United States was abusing its power as the holder of the petrodollar, and so it, being the the petrol dollar, you know, vanguard there, they, you know. You go and print trillions of dollars in order to uh, in order to screw up everything. This this whole thing with the petrol dollar changing, um, it, it's it's one of those things. It's yeah, definitely uh, they're doing the right thing by by no longer being a part of that agreement. We won't see it for a couple of months, um, but I, I know that I know for one that the trucking slowing down. I, it, it looks like. Uh, it looks like we're selling more trucks than than getting more people to drive them, and so that's that's a little sketchy. Um, with with this, you know, it, it, that's that's why whenever I said that, whenever I was saying about people need to start getting ready, it just you know you needed to start getting ready last year, but the next best time is right now. Yeah. So, um, just keep. Keep getting things that are useful. Don't throw all your money into gold and crypto because what's inevitably going to happen is, you know, and you want to have some, but what's inevitably going to happen with that kind of stuff is sure you got gold or, or, or something. You're going to run into a situation where you need to trade that, but you're, the person you're trading with doesn't have the change. And then with the crypto, there's all these instances of being debanked and I still don't know how to withdraw crypto without a bank. I, it, I don't know one way you can do it without involving a bank or some institution at some point. And so, and at some point we're not going to be allowed on the internet because of all the noise that we make, you know, I, I guarantee you this video is not going to last. Yeah. That is a, it's a scary possibility, man. Like, you know, it, it's the big lie that we were sold that we we thought we had the freedom to speak our minds without repercussions, but like those repercussions are looking possible. And uh, and what for, man? Like we're the guys that are trying to come up with solutions, right? You know, like 
we got how many days before you know happy self-incrimination day right i mean that's every day (laughs) but tax day man in particular right like you're right though it's every day the whole thing about show me the man and i'll show you the crime you know three three felonies a day hypothetically for any like active citizen like you can't there's no such thing as a law-abiding citizen because there's fucking thousands of laws and you could not abide by all of them even if you tried to it's insane. this culture reveres these people these senators uh all of all the people in the legislative branch they're they're overpaid um, but their own, their entire job is to make new laws. Yeah. I don't see anybody's entire job getting rid of old laws because mm-hmm. there's none of that. And then everybody out there, I don't care how straight and narrow you are. Eventually something you do will be made illegal. That's what's going on here. And, and this is especially targeting regular folk. It's, it's, it's targeting people that are trying to just get by. Uh, it's targeting the productive. That that's every time whenever communism comes around, it punishes the productive. Yep. Yeah, catching rainwater, growing your own food, those could be crimes against the state. And they probably will be. They already we are. See, we see the state, the fascist uh, uh, team up of the state and like Bill Gates and those interests. Uh, attacking our natural food supply and, and production capabilities so that they can be the replacement with their lab grown horse shit. Uh, it's absolutely going to be that way. You're not going to be allowed to have chickens because they're going to be vectors for virus. And you're not going to be allowed to have a garden because God knows why, you know, they've, they've they'll, been they'll laying, think of something. They've been laying the groundwork for, for it's already at that point, man. Like it really is. Uh, most cities have rules against, you know, gardening to some degree or another. You can't right. have a vegetable garden garden in your front yard in most places. You and know, that's like, how Agenda 2030 gets into like HOAs and small mm-hmm. towns and, and comes in through that route instead of from. And, and, and even, cabinets. Even, even worse than that, though, <laughs> it's the restrictions on farmers that have pushed them to the point of total desperation you know like what about you cannot you well i mean beekeeping i don't know how much regulation there is but when it comes to cattle and poultry and pork there is so much regulation that like it's not worth being a small producer you can't do it profitably and legally there's a lot of illegal beef in this country a lot of black market beef. Hashtag Ooh. band names. Yeah, black market yeah, beef, I like, maybe. I like that as a band name. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, there's there really is no money in farming other than government subsidies. I mean, if you have yeah. a year in farming, you might break even. But, you know, uh, most everybody runs at a loss, right? I mean, crop in, I mean, you got crop insurance and, uh, you know, all the... Uh, FDA programs and US or USDA programs, um, you know, that kind of encourage this uh, unsustainable uh, future we've got going on. 
I mean, what happens when they cut, uh, you know, the nitrogen off? You know, for uh, yeah, for they the did that fly. in the Netherlands. They have those nitrogen limits in Netherlands. Yeah, we've allowed our production system to be based and infiltrated by corporate greed, based off of corporate greed. And the corporations are like, hey, we don't need them anymore. We've got robots and AI. <laughs> there are too many of us. You know? There so they just pull the rug out from under you. There's a growing movement of grassroots farmers that are looking for alternative means of production, though. Uh, I went to a conference called Rogue Food, and it was pretty badass. Um, the whole idea was basically like, how can we circumvent uh, legislation, regulation? How can we change our language to make what we want to do like legal on paper? Right. So like in terms of black market beef, how do we legally distribute black market beef to where nobody can fuck with us? Yo. And the solution is it religious is religious. There you go. Nailed it. Nailed it. Food churches. Mm-hmm. That's that's the future. Because in scripture, wow. God gave you. Every uh, beast with the hoof and every, every seed-bearing seed plant. plant. That's right. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, cut. You know, give me the raw milk now. God so, says. Have y'all ever heard the term like uh, food sovereignty? Yeah, I love it. Yep. Yeah. We at, at this point in time, we we do not have food sovereignty. You do not have the right, according to your government to purchase and consume food at your own risk. That is not within your rights as far as yeah, not they only that say. That's a great point, but not only that since Obama did some I don't know if it was if it was an executive order or not, but uh I think it was, but like say I've got some rice put away in beans, right? That's now a national asset to be seized by like military or whatever, like legally under something Obama passed. So it's like, I almost you really don't have food. You can't even store your own food. I think what you might be referring to. I remember uh, when this happened back, like this was a while ago, but uh, like the, it was the national defense authorization act and it classified anybody that had more than 30 days worth of food stored as a potential domestic terrorist yeah absolutely and then it authorized um confiscation of of any energy fuel food by you know guys with machine guns and jeeps we've covered this on a previous wtf but supposedly this year congratulations ding 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 the cops steal more money than robbers as of (laughs) as of 2023 civil asset for Civil asset forfeiture surpassed robbery. And it's all based on suspicion. So it's yeah. like a witch trials of of stealing your shit. Well, since they don't charge you with a crime, they charge your property. There's no uh, assumption of, of innocence. They're charging your money with a crime, not you. So it's totally legit. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's fucking nuts. This is what the this is what the apocalypse looks like, man. I hate to be that guy, but like 
This is this is the fall. Has it's, to be. It's in the main characteristic is inversion. Mm. We're against even our own like survival instincts and nature, human nature. We've sacrificed children to protect old people that are past their expiration date. No shit. Well said. Yep. Yeah. Well, I would. I, I wish I'd brought that point up. I, I did an episode on satanic inversion uh, a few weeks ago yeah. with my aunt Laura, mm. and uh, and yeah. Uh, I don't want to get you another YouTube strike, so I'm going to say in Minecraft. <laughs> you know, I think um, I heard. I heard, I heard a guy tried to use that as a as a defense in court, and it didn't exactly fly. <laughs> if only. Yeah, no, I heard I heard something about this. Like some guy, I don't know. He was he was charged with something, but he he had said in Minecraft, but they didn't take the joke. Um, yeah, darn it. The the Minecraft defense doesn't work. Can uh, can can we change it to Roblox or? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. In the metaverse. The metaverse. Yeah, the metaverse. And they don't know what to do. They're like, we must support the metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, we've been going for a while. We're coming up on two hours. I'm not trying to sign us off immediately, but does anybody have any um, final WTFs before we call it a night? Everybody's in the metaverse. They're they're in their VR headset. You know, you already they think haven't seen. No, in the future. I mean, this uh, is a vision okay. of the future. Yeah. Um, everyone's in their little headset. They haven't seen in real life anybody their loved ones outside of the metaverse for for a long time right and this is this is in minecraft too um everybody's killed and they just have vr avatars or uh, you know uh ai vr avatars like in the in the metaverse everyone you know is dead everyone you love is dead but you don't know because you're just in there talking to their freaking avatar and it's the same the ai knows what to say to be just like them you know Here's here's your gay purple unicorn telling you some stuff about you know whatever, and you don't realize you're all being culled in the pods in the mega city at the end of the rainbow. That that's the vision. See, this, this is this is why I feel the need to go to Childerberg. You know what I mean, Ando? Yeah, yeah. Um, a if lot I, of great people out there. That that is, uh, it, it's very refreshing. Well, and my my whole thing people in real life you mean that's what i'm saying if i can't reach out and shake your hand in real life i have no way of trusting you at this point you know it's basically just a podcaster's convention so that, that too it's pretty cool <laughs> yeah we're, we're definitely at the point where everyone could be a bot or you know a deep fake video out of the running man or something right right and the, the, the best way to confirm that they're not is to meet them out in the desert and take some psychedelics. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that'll, 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 that'll shed the veil a little bit. At least that's how Ando and I met. I'll, I'll admit I was on psychedelics. Uh, I don't, I, I won't, I won't, um, don't incriminate, incriminate my man. Yeah. Don't incriminate my man though. 
Well, I don't think you even were, so I won't even pretend like Yeah, I mean, they're, they're not necessary for, for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you remember, bro, that, that I think it was the first night. We were all just sitting out there by the river, dude. I don't even know. I don't even know, but a lot of a lot of shit I was said. I love you the way you said by the river, dude. Like, we're sitting by the river. You're my brother, you know. Let's go. Sitting down by the river, and we talked about everything and nothing all at once. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it feels like last year, uh, just the extremity of things from last year to now. So that that was roughly the the end of May, beginning of June last year, right? Right. Um, yeah. And my uh my like controversial take at the time was uh was was just simply that that women shouldn't be in politics <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and now it's like oh I, I got i got tons more controversial stuff that's gonna irk a lot of that revoke, revoke the 14th amendment right yeah, yeah 19th <laughs> or is it the 19th okay yeah <laughs> I heard all kinds of shit last year. That's true. It was, I was like a little bit shocked at times, but at the same time, it was also fuck, fucking funny. I was just like, I don't care. Like, I don't care how controversial it is. Like, it's hilarious. So we're going to roll with uh, it. The controversial takes are the best ones. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Well, that's what we're here for. Yeah. I never heard. You know what? I don't. Yeah, I'll say it. I'd never heard anybody defend Hitler until. <laughs> Wait, was that was that me as well? <laughs> I think it was more or less a well. I don't know a joke or a uh, thought exercise. I don't know who's to say, but <laughs> that's terrible. Shouldn't have speaking said that. of. Well, I, uh-huh. If you look at right now, though, look at what they're doing to Trump. And look at what they're doing to Putin. Yeah. And and now just think think about it because because there's people like that all throughout history that have had had everything that they were actually about uh, destroyed. You know you know that that Hitler loved uh, he loved the, the the American society. That yeah, that's the yeah. the craziest thing about that. Is and it, you won't know it unless you you study a little bit. You. And he was on the cover of Time magazine. I mean, he was their man of the year or something. Um, I was I, just yeah, last night know. watching Really Graceful. She has a video and she talks about the Weimar Republic. Uh, I might be misattributing this because I was high as hell, but it was late. <laughs> but they were talking about how during the fall, like when they had the wheelbarrows of money and to get a loaf of bread age, their media was full of like uh, pro gay and transgender uh, propaganda at that yeah. time, yeah. and like the parallels are crazy. Yeah. And it's like, okay, they are, and we are gonna ramp up to become the fourth Reich here because everything we love in the motherland is threatened, and we must, you know. And it's like, holy shit, it's a cycle yeah. or something. There's well, something going. Apparently the, apparently, the same thing happened at the fall of Rome, like obsession right. with gender yeah. and sex, and like. Uh, degeneracy of all kinds and like, so they they just put down the sword and picked up like the book and the pen the scroll and they were like oh man super and they like snuck off with all the money and power right <laughs> very good laugh okay, there we killed these guys for 300 years let's steal their act none of them are around that know any better let's go 
Yeah, Nero was just horsing around. I'm sorry, I was. That's a joke in Minecraft. In Minecraft, I I didn't even follow. I just joke, have conspiracy so. theories or it's whatever. Like as, that one was over my head, kind of like kind of like Childerberg last year. But yeah, just it's funny because they say the Roman Empire no longer exists, but then there's this who owns all the land on Earth? So it's like the Queen and the the Pope or something, and we're like, hmm. Uh-huh. Well, the Pope owns uh, Canada, at least. I don't know. I'm not. I'm glad I'm not up there. It's a fucking what? That's, Everything's that's, upside down. I used to want to go to Canada and escape. Nah, nah, nah. To nah. Canada, Texas. Texas is the fallback. That's the Alamo. Let's go. You can get <laughs> land in Texas dirt cheap, but it's in the it's in the bad lands, and yeah. you have to hunt pecorino pigs to survive and little eat lizards and just you know. In all truth, I'm not leaving Indiana. Like I, Indiana is where I stand and either you know live or die. So there's a, there's a good word for that. Okay, so you're in the heartland. There's yeah. uh, everything grows there, and yeah. and there's yeah. plenty growing around you. And by the size of your no agenda meetups, you got a ton of base people around you. Dude, dude, it's shocking. It is. Um, but. Something about the crossroads, man. You talked about it on one of your recent episodes. Uh, I think it's a place of spiritual uh, activity, good and bad, good and bad. You know, were you talking? Oh, yeah. You were talking. You were crossroads talking. There with... are also ley lines. So, mm-hmm. so the the things that are laid out, you can see ley lines throughout the world. You can see the, these in these like monuments, like the pyramids and and you know Machu Picchu and things mm-hmm. like that ley lines are a legitimate thing like the way dc is formed is is all paying attention to these ley lines and all roads are very likely ley lines as well that there's a reason people were attracted to build a road there yeah well just like a deer like there are deer tracks it's it's only uh natural like the deer kind of follows not necessarily any form of logic, but like the way it feels that it should go. And over time you get pathways, you get tracks, you get roads, you get highways. Yeah. It's uh, it's not something to take lightly. When I say in the intro to my episodes, you know, on my podcast, I say the crossroads of America. It's because I think there is a significance to that, you know? Yep. Yep. I agree. I, I like I like the concept, but you know, at the same time, there might be a time to get the fuck away from the crossroads when uh, when the fires start burning and shit like that. You know, I yeah. But know. for now, it's a good uh, point to send out a broadcast from. That's what I'm saying. It. That's what I'm saying. It's a good bra- yeah, good broadcast point. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think it might be time to call it here, fellas. Uh, Unless anybody has final thoughts. I just realized you were talking about circle. Say what now, Garrett? I just realized you were drinking a Bud Light. Yeah, well, only because I they were given to me. I'm a Miller Light guy. Oh, let's let's do this because I haven't covered I didn't cover that on you my wanna, show. You want to cover the Bud Light thing? It is pretty no. funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. Yeah, what the fuck, though? Who at Bud Light thought that was a fucking good idea? Do they not know their 
fucking bass? Like what? I sent, uh, check the telegram. I have the clip of the lady uh, giving an excuse to this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it, the lady is is explaining that she thinks that the you know the marketing has changed and all of this. And of, of course, you've got the Kid Rock video where he's blowing him away with his MP5. And uh, and yeah, the the thing is, here's the deal with beer, y'all. There's two companies that distribute all this, and and no matter what you're buying, you're you're giving money to Anheuser Busch, uh, or you're giving it to another group that puts rainbows on their cans. I believe that's the same company that with Coors. Coors has rainbows on their can. Every single thing, every band that you love, every corporation that you consume from, every single thing is going to betray you. That that is how this works, and. You know, some people might not. Some people are different levels of upset about this. I don't. I, I just know that this is the score, and I've known the score for a long time. But yeah, people are going to virtue signal woke BS at us, no matter what the hell we're doing. Um, and you know, you can you can choose your level of participation and your level of of by by cots. You know. I'm trying to pull this link up, but it's on TikTok. I don't know if I can get it. I've seen a pic of uh, Kid Rock drinking a Bud Light while DJing for a a transgender performer on stage. Mm -hmm. And she comes in and gives him like a, you know, cute little smile while he's chugging his Bud Light (laughs) at the the, uh, wheels of steel. You know, so like him shooting lead into his pool his pond, I assume that's his land. He's just putting lead into his water supply. So it's like you took the boy out of Detroit, you know. <laughs> Couldn't take Detroit out of it. <laughs> Love it. My favorite was the Tranheiser Bush that it, that somebody Tranheiser. coined on, uh, in the media, media monarchy community. Somebody said Tranheiser Bush. I love that. That was funny. You know, though, like I'll okay, I'll say it this way: like I could, I could forgive Kid Rock for having. Um, not thought this shit was a big deal a couple of years ago, but now feeling like it's a big deal. Right, right. Uh, the oh, big uh, groomer targeting thing kids now. Happened. Yeah, it's basically like yeah, the the groomer thing happened, and 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 people are transitioning their their you know nine year olds, and this is not okay. And uh, yeah, yeah, think- giving. Chemical castration drugs to children is disgusting. They're giving children Lupron, which is is got more side effects than just the chemicals castration. It it, it can mess a person up. From what percentage of this are midlife crisis parents who just want to be relevant and want all the likes on their social media, so they're going to do this? What percentage are like mentally ill and they they wish they would have had a boy instead of a girl, or vice versa, and they, yeah. they well, just push Kaczynski had it right. We're over-socialized. Yeah. I think there is a fair amount of that kind of shit going on. Um, You know, you see the video of that one lady who her kid, she's like telling him what to say to the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They pose like I I can't remember exactly what the details were, but yeah, it was totally like this mom was like, claiming that all three of her kids were fucking queer or whatever. And like her son was like, not quite 
explaining it right or he's i think he said something about well like this is the way my mom wants me to be yeah 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 she's like she's like no don't say that (laughs) yeah and the same lady has a dog and she's like my dog loves asparagus and only eats lemongrass (laughs) and the dog's like help She's killing me. Yeah. Please put me out of my misery. (laughs) So, and there's an angle that nobody's talking about um, that my wife brought up to me. And she's, she's, what did you say? Don't say the V. Okay. Um, Something about sometimes when you get a a V, it might have the uh, DNA of a male in it or a female. And that gets shot into your body and can hmm. mess with uh, so just similar to the uh, atrazine and the other um, endocrine disrupting chemicals in our food supply chain and environment. Yeah, but yeah. then also inside of these injections, um, there's human DNA sometimes. Wow. I thought those all came from that aborted fetus that they were using for uh, sweetening Pepsi. <laughs> yeah the the kidney cells in the vat yeah uh well what precisely they so they get material from yeah. a human like and that this human, is crazy the human has a gender a natural assigned gen you know the chromosomes and that's their dna and their dna is going into you regardless of your gender yeah so but are, you might saying play, are you saying there's human cells in coca-cola as well as the V's? No, no, there was a we sweetener. We can't prove it, but, but they, they, they did research at least in that direction. Huh. Uh, huh. I forget the name of the, the thing, but it represented like Pepsi and all kinds of food uh, producers. And most most uh, medical uh, experiments like this have been utilizing the same aborted corpse from the late 70s. This is Henrietta Lacks cancer cells. The zombie cells that that Rob was talking about, right? I I don't think this is related to that, but no, no. yeah, I don't know, dude. We just we were just thinking maybe that has something to do with all this. All of a sudden, there's so, so many people that are besides the social, you know, engineering and the environmental things going on this extra thing maybe too because yeah, right yeah. is there not dna of a male or female human inside of that and some of them you know wouldn't shock me i don't know you know fuck it i you know all i want to do is eat red meat that's not tainted with anything <laughs> and even that yeah. even that's a challenge that's coming that that's probably going to be in our next show because uh because need to cover that it's 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 month yeah and even if i find a small time uh cattleman guy out here with just a few head who's to say he didn't go to the place where they were all jabbed Mm -hmm. you know with the mrna yeah so how do i get out of that how do i get away from that i'm ready myself i've got uh chickens and rabbits but man i love beef man i'd try to find out who the who the most based farmer in your entire yeah county is you know like because a lot of a lot of farmers are not gonna fuck with their cattle you know like yeah if they're they're switched on man there's more of them than you might think i was stoked to see some mennonite signs in the uh in the area that i'm i'm 
just by my house. I was, I was like, okay, there's a Mennonite church nearby and I'm seeing the signs that say, don't hit their, uh, their carriages. Yeah. So is it Mennonite or Amish? Mennonite in that area. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. Um, you know, I think the Amish are like, not, they don't practice like organic agriculture per se, but I would eat their food before I'd eat what comes from the grocery store, like given the choice, you know? Yeah. If you got Amish or Mennonite or anybody living that traditional lifestyle, like they're probably more trustworthy. Um, I don't think they fucked much with the, with the jabs. But the, see, that's the thing. That was the move to go to Ohio and buy grain from those guys or whatever, mm -hmm. or honey or something. But that's, ground zero now of the chemical shit storm you know well there's amish and there's, a, there's amish in Pain pennsylvania and in indiana wisconsin you know it's not just ohio there's and also pennsylvania that, indiana wisconsin i think that train wreck was relatively um the, the the impacts relatively consolidated you know it's not it's not too widespread well that that cloud made sure that it was widespread yeah, you know, you dioxins form. Well, it all went east, and I'm west, so I don't know. <laughs> we all wish all day. Yeah, yeah. The 5G yeah. won't get us. It was really windy the next day, so I think I'm good. Well, I tell you what, guys, I think uh, I might, I might try to wrap her up here, um, but. It's been a good one, as always. WTF Forum. You know, I'm gonna have to give a couple couple guys a hard time who I thought were gonna be here and and didn't show, but it's all good. Nice uh, to meet you. Grateful, grateful to have you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining. Hey, let's stick around so we can talk afterwards. All right. Yeah. Well, and let's let's go around. Anybody with plugs? I'll start. Uh, Easy peasy podcast. Uh, hey Duke 2029. If you want to buy it, go to ittybitty.com. I'm sorry, easypeasy.ittybitty.tips, and that's got all all the links to all the things. Uh, Ando, I do a show called Burn Babylon Burn, and another show called The Doom Kitchen. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at The Doom Kitchen, and you can find me on libertylinks.io slash The Doom Kitchen. Uh, check out CorbettReport.com and New World Next Week and MediaMonarchy.com for music memes and more or something. Did I do it wrong? <laughs> I did. It's okay. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. The, no, that's how I met Ando here. So if you want to go places in the world. That is the fam. That is the people to be down with. Garrett, you still with us? I am. I don't have anything to link, but uh, after the last forum, Ando did convince me to get on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I've been learning about how the earth is flat, and uh, <laughs> I've been enjoying seeing all these uh, Transformer and anti-commie uh, conversations. So I uh, wish I hadn't waited another 10 years to do it. <laughs> oh, the flat earth thing. That's, yeah, you're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to convince me of that. Uh not quite there. Uh, top <laughs> left of my screen, you'll see a globe. There's also another globe near the center. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. I like them.
I'm flat earth agnostic. Agnostic is probably the go, healthiest way to be. Why does the moon appear upside down in the southern hemisphere and the toilet flush the other way? <laughs> does the does, um, the, does the Borealis moon... effect, right? Something like that. Is it the lens? Is it because it's a the lens is curved? Oh Jesus! I don't even want to think about this shit, y'all. <laughs> it's it's too much for me at this point. Uh, we were exposing 9/11, and then these kids were like, "Yeah, jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams, and the Earth is flat." And the Earth is flat. <laughs> and then I looked, and they were wearing army uniforms. Oh <laughs> like, man, when you lie to when you lie to a population enough, they won't believe anything. So they they get what they ask for. Uh, you know, at least flat earthers won't won't spread uh spike proteins to me or whatever. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and, and yeah, there's some of the greatest people actually. And and th- th- here's the thing, nobody really knows. So I I one thing that I'm pretty sure of, I'm not certain, but I think the moon landing was fake. And so that relates to all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I was shocked. I had a guest on my show, and I had no idea. But about an hour into the, the, our conversation, we started talking flat Earth, and he he posed it as more of a thought experiment, you know, more than anything else. And I I appreciated that framing because I'm all about let's you know I'll tease out any idea, you know. But I don't know. I, I think that's <laughs> a lot of people's problem. It's what uh, what Recycle says that that. You know, you you have something that's true, and then you have all these wild theories that that people aren't going to accept, whether they're true or not. You know, what, whether there is something to the whole flat Earth idea or not, you should not relate that to telling people what actually happened on nine eleven at all. Yeah, you thank you. Leave it separate, um, and, because it, it's too crazy for some people. Um, people are looking for an easy way out of that tough. realization that scary terrifying realization and and so like i i i know some of these people i think that they're great and they got a lot of cool information and you know what none of us none of us can can know this for sure there are certain things the phenomenons that that suit one part of that narrative and then there's certain ones that suit the opposite side of that narrative and uh, the score is higher for what the, you know, the trust the science people say. But, uh, you know, none of us know for sure. You know, I was, I was going to try to pull up this video. Speaking of people who claim to know everything um, about, like, space and the universe. Did you all see this shit with Neil deGrasse Tyson recently where he's just... Oh yeah, I watched the whole thing. Uh, what should I search? I can't find it. Uh, Was that for the uh, Fauci Ouchie? Oh, I can give you a, a link in the chat here in a second. The one where he, yeah, they're talking about the vaccine and shit, and he's just so. I mean, there's been a couple of these now where he just seems so out of his league. Like he he claims to know what he's talking about but he doesn't sound like he knows what he's talking about you know what i mean uh i don't know i was just like dude this guy needs to shut the fuck up and go away like fuck this asshole yeah he kept deferring 
the consensus. The con- you need That's to get somebody else That's in here. One. He's like, you need to get the consensus science guy. I'm just a science guy that relies on the consensus. You need yes. a consensus scientist. He was yeah. just double speaking and and coping, making these. He he was like doing this really long build up to because he knew the questions were going to come with the real science to slap him in his face, you know. Mm-hmm. So he was like, uh, uh, he's for an he hour did. just. We were rolling our eyes, waiting. He said, "He said, like these are not my original ideas. Like I go with the consensus of science." Yeah. And, and, I, like, and I was, I was streaming it, and on my show, I was like, "Consensored, consensored, consensored." Like, just, yeah. yeah, yeah. You go with the consensus of the guys that get paid by the people that run the fucking shit show. Well, yeah. fuck, you know, we don't really need to play it, but that was that was a funny one. Um, I call them select experts. That they're selected experts like because that. you will ignore experts of other levels. You know, if people ignored Robert Malone for I don't know how long, you know, I discovered and, AIDS. And I that. invented all the science we're talking about. Shut up. Yeah. You're a white supremacist. <laughs> yes. Speaking of scientists, what about uh, RFK Jr. running? That's exciting. I'm so down. Yeah, that, that's, that's my top pick at this point. Uh, sorry, yay. And sorry, Afro man. <laughs> sorry, yeah. My <laughs> dad, my my dad, the man who raised me, he's not political at all. He's like, I always liked the Kennedys, and I can trust that family, you know. Yeah. And I was like, hell yeah! Even my dad thinks RFK, and he, my dad believes me about a vaccine hurting my kid. I hope yeah. I can say that without getting your stream taken. Wow, out. wow! Did you you had a a bad a bad draw of the luck, huh? Yeah, we just don't talk about it on YouTube, though. Yeah. That fucking sucks, man. Is that what kind of radicalized you, or were you already halfway there? Yeah, before that, 9-11 happened. In the morning of 9-11, like, the news on the local radio station woke me up about it, and yeah. I knew from the day, because of the the context. Like, people were ready to take Bush out of office. Um, hmm. It was just so convenient for him. Yeah. And... and I was like, something's up. This isn't right. The story kept changing on air live. Hmm. They were like, there were bombs. No, there weren't. Uh, you know, I was like, this is, no, this isn't real. This is like a, a big play. Well, you know, I, I guess I'll take this opportunity to say, I think we should maybe try to organize a WTF forum on the 19th. Even though it's not a Sunday, usually we do the Sunday evening slot, but, uh, the 19th is the 30 year anniversary of Waco and of Waco burning, I should say, because Waco lasted for what, how many days, 50 days or something that standoff. I, I, I don't know exactly, but I'll, uh, I'll check around. I, I know some people that, uh, that have dug into this pretty deep and I can yeah. see, I, I, I can see if they, they would be willing to join. That'd be cool. In solidarity, uh, we're going to have a, a candlelit vigil and listen to Whitney Houston's The Bodyguard over and over for 50 days. <laughs> well, so I'll just say, you know, the weird thing for me is that I was born that day. So I'll be turning 30 the day of the 30th anniversary of Waco burning. Um, yeah, I was, I was born a couple hours after the building burnt down. So... That story has always been a uh, a weird one for me. Um, and when I was a kid, that was the one that kind of was like, this shit is weird. Like, 
I I learned enough about it by the time I was maybe twelve or thirteen to know that like the government fucked that one up, you know, big time. So uh, it'd be worth it'd be worth maybe doing a show. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'll try to get something together, whether or not it's a WTF forum or just an easy peasy, you know, special episode. I don't know, but it seems like it should be a WTF forum because that's a major WTF. Was Janet Reno a man? Janet Reno, who's is that one of the FBI motherfuckers or Attorney General? As oh. uh, Nugent says, she's a dirty whore. Is that now? Is that a Freemason thing where the men impersonate women and assume powerful positions, or or have men as their? Um, I don't wives? know. This is a Freemason thing because I, I know that women are forbidden from Masonic. Stuff, but I, I I know that there is a. Uh, but it's a man impersonating. There is something going. There is something going on with with this the, because this has happened throughout history. There has there have been plenty of men that were women and women that were men before all of this this stuff got so crazy that it's it's boiling right now. But you know there was there was a lot of that, and you know uh, I highly recommend. You guys going into the the deep deep dive bit shoot rabbit hole of who's who's a trans as far as celebrities go? Uh, <laughs> man, some of these are super convincing. Um, you'll never look at Taylor Swift the same way again. <laughs> oh no, McGonagall is crushed and ruined. Hey, um, who was that old Western uh, gunslinger woman, uh, Jane or something? Um, you know who I'm talking. About? I, I don't. Like Wild Bill. I don't know. Yeah, she, she had don't an worry. act and she could shoot really. Maybe it was Annie no. Oakley, but I think it was someone else. Maybe. No, it wasn't I saw Annie a picture, Oakley, right? I saw a picture and it was like clearly a man, and I was like, "What is going on?" It was like an old black and white picture, and I'm like, "That looks like a man to me." Like maybe it wasn't Annie Oakley. It might have been like a Jane something, but old famous gunslinger. So maybe hey, like you said, it's been going on for a while, right? I think I think most of history ain't quite exactly as they said it was. So who knows, right? Well, what hey, Donald, hey, should we? How how what a lucky thing! All good guys won the whole time. Oh yeah, the good guys always win. Obviously, obviously. Well, fellas, I think I think it's about time to wrap her up. We're at two and a half hours, and uh, and I'm tuckered out. But uh Love you guys. Yeah, it's it's always a pleasure. Uh like I said, maybe we'll do one on the nineteenth. If not, fuck it. We'll figure it out. We'll do one soon. Um but yeah, thanks for thanks for being on the WTF forum, y'all. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>